what is up my lovely people today we will be talking about mediocrity and the power of motivation so i really hope you like it and don't forget to leave a review and subscribe it really helps me out with that being said enjoy the show special. I hope you all are doing well and having a wonderful day, week, month, year. I think it's just crazy that we're already in February of 2021. Even though it's only been a month, I feel like January passed by way too fast. Leave a comment below telling me how you guys feel about this year so far and start a conversation. I wanted to start off talking about mediocrity with this kind of concept called the habit of inferiority. So what is the habit of inferiority? It's the principle that humans have settled into mediocrity from the lack of a constant push in society. Humans are designed to work with high speed and efficiency and basically be power moving machines, but for some reason we've adapted for less. Maybe it's because of the technology we've accumulated or the abundance of monotonous jobs and tasks brought in by the Industrial Revolution, or maybe it's a bit of both. Either way, once we've settled into mediocrity, it takes a lot of willpower to get up to our true potential again, those real high points that we strive for every single day. Ever since we evolved into the human beings that we know and love, Scientists and philosophers have been fascinated by this idea of superhuman potential, the Ubermensch, if you will. I think his first name is Friedrich or Frederick, but his last name is Nietzsche, which you should recognize because he is a 20th century German philosopher who preached this kind of uh, superhuman ideal. He said, that which does not kill us makes us stronger. Now, I'm not sure I can find a lot of people that 100% agree with that statement, but it brings up an interesting point about what we focus on in our day-to-day lives. This inferiority complex that we've developed not only doesn't help anyone, but doesn't help ourselves. Nietzsche thought that this feeling of sorrow that we get to when we're at a low point in life isn't supposed to happen at all. We're supposed to take these points, switch them around, and turn that into fuel for the next big thing. And instead of using these low points, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that it's exactly this principle that has allowed us to transcend what we thought was originally impossible. He says, man is something to be overcome. What have you done today to overcome him? Just think about that question for a second. If you think about today or yesterday or just this past week, what have you done to really contribute to your overall knowledge of something? What have you done that's out of the ordinary or something that's challenged you? By thinking about that and kind of reflecting on that, I feel like it will tell you a lot about where you are 
at this point in your life and whether you're actually taking those steps to reach your full potential. In this life, we hardly ever focus on one thing at a time. We've screwed up our intrinsic motivation and instead of becoming passionate, we get into this almost disruptive flow state with our work and our school and family and relationships, etc. This cycle results in a lack of motivation and now anxiety and depression levels are through the roof because people don't have something to be excited about. Or rather, they don't have the capacity to look beyond and see what's possible. Now, when I say disruptive flow state, I feel like there's a lot that the statement could mean. But what I mean is when you get into a flow state of just doing something so routine, so repetitive, you know it doesn't challenge you. But as soon as you're locked into that cycle, it's going to keep continuing and continuing. And it takes a lot of energy to break out of that. Like I said before, the human race has settled into mediocrity. And because of that, we've forgotten how it feels to get into an energetic flow state that comes from peak performance. Focus takes quite a bit of energy, just like it does to break out of the cycle. Your brain uses 25% of the calories you take in every day for just daily usage. And because our bodies are always wanting to be in homeostasis, our brain doesn't want to use up more energy than it's used to. So more challenging things use up more energy and the brain really pushes against that. Our body's biological response to that at this point in time is, oh, that's hard, so we shouldn't do it. Because in the past, anything that was hard that wasn't necessary for survival, we didn't do it because it wasn't worth our time. Now, our brain doesn't want to use up more energy than it's used to. However, have you noticed that when you're doing something you really, really enjoy, or you're really fired up about a presentation, or you're almost at the last level of that video game and you have the last boss, and your adrenaline is rushing, or you're on that morning run, and it's just so exhilarating, it's relatively easy for you to keep on going, isn't it? Curiosity, passion, love, all of these things give you focus for free. On the flip side, people can also be motivated by fear to guide them in the right direction when it comes to focus. If you're jumping out of an airplane, you're not going to be worried about what shoes you have on, or how your eyelashes look today, or just all of these little individual things that you usually focus on because you're about to jump out of a plane that is 10,000 feet in the air. And the only thing that really matters at that point in time is surviving. <laughs> so people can be motivated by all types of things when it comes to focus. And these factors can be something that our flow relies on. And over time, that little bit of energy that used to take so much willpower to get going is all that distracts you. The flow state sweeps you up, and this time it's because you're motivated. Putting your attention on something is more of a habit-building exercise, if you think about it. The things that you focus on for long enough become habits. Like James Clear said, it takes around 66 days to form a habit, and by making that habit really easy to start, the flow becomes easier to get into. And you can focus less attention on the task at hand and more on the flow of it all. 
motivation gets you into the game, focus keeps you there, and curiosity is what cultivates the field and turns it into a passion. All of these things lined up together is what sucks us in to what we truly want to be doing with our lives. That's why there's, I feel like, so much importance on being in an energetic flow state rather than being in a disruptive one that just takes you out of your mind. Instead of that, the energetic one puts you right there, right in front of the task at hand. And you're not just doing it without thinking about it. You're actively pursuing something that you know is going to get you somewhere or you know is going to bring you joy or you know is going to take you to that next level. Stephen Kotler is the author of The Art of Impossible. And he talks about how in 30 years of journalism and scientific investigation, he believes that the things that we believe are impossible are almost always achievable by a small percentage of people. And that small percentage of people are those who get to that next step. These people have to overcome so many small things But as soon as they do that, they get to even bigger things and bigger things. And eventually, they are some of the most successful people that we know today. He defines four different skill sets for that. And it goes motivation, learning, creativity, and flow. And if done in that order, it maximizes our success. It makes our biology work for us. We've talked a little bit about motivation and creativity, but let's dive deeper into the game itself. Life has rules and finite resources, just like a video game. Nothing is infinite, and you can definitely lose at peak performance. The people that lose are those who have none of these things. They don't have the motivation to keep going. They don't have the ability to learn from their mistakes or go out and try something new. They are totally lost and miserable in life because they have no creativity and therefore cannot get into the flow no matter how hard they try. These people don't think big. They avoid the hardships. The two big things that Kotler learned was that we are all capable of so much more than we know. No one starts off unextraordinary. We all start off average and we build that motivational skill. We build the learning skills, the creativity, the flow, and we get better and better and better. We all think we're bad until we're better, but we don't get internal skills when we learn, meaning we have a hard time thinking ahead. We need to learn how to crawl and then walk and then run and stop trying to find all of these shortcuts. I feel like technology makes that really easy for us to try and find shortcuts to just you know, cheat in life. It doesn't even have to be in school or at your job or anything. Just a lot of the time we're cheating ourselves when we try and find these shortcuts. But when it comes to leveling up, what we're capable of is right there. To those who take the time to build themselves up, it is right in front of them. You can't predict whether you'll be good or bad at something because you just have to do it. There's another guy that I want to talk about. His name is Abraham Maslow, and he was an American psychologist who created this thing called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. It's a theory that outlines how a human being can become satisfied and fulfilled in their lifetime, all centered around 
self-actualization. Imagine a pyramid with five tiers. We all start off at the bottom of the pyramid, and as we go further up the pyramid, you become more and more fulfilled and realize your true potential. So the bottom of the pyramid, the first tier is psychological needs. So that would be your food, your water, warmth, rest, all of the baseline things that from an evolutionary standpoint, that was our main focus of getting. All of these things, if they're not there, if the base of the triangle isn't there, you're not going to have a pyramid, right? We need to have that baseline kind of taken care of. If you're struggling to get food and not sleeping enough and dehydrated, that all stunts everything else above. If you have a weak foundation, then you're definitely not going to be able to have the most stable pyramid in your life. The second tier is safety, safety needs. So the security that you have in your life, uh, the safety of not only you, but the people around you. Just having that ability to say, I know that we are safe and we have a roof over our heads and we have some sort of stability in society. So those two bottom layers are our basic needs per se. Now I want you to imagine a third level and now we start getting into the psychological needs. Sorry, I think I said psychological at the bottom. Those are physiological. (laughs) Got them mixed up. Um, But now I get into the psychological needs. And that third level is belongingness and love. Intimate relationships, friends. It's what a lot of people, I feel like, stop at. Especially in high school. That's one of the things that keeps a lot of people from reaching their full potential. It's that dependency on other people. Even though we don't want to be dependent on these people, we still need it. We need important relationships in our lives. We need to be able to have conversations with people that impact us on a deep level. Obviously, we're always going to have conversations in our head with ourselves and sometimes with family, but this is more about having people that you can go to when you're really in a rut and just forming those really almost like tribal instinct kind of relationships, just being able to say, I belong in this group. Now, my experience with that is in high school, I want to be loved by everyone and I want to belong someplace. And when I didn't find that belonging, I broke down. Because I didn't understand the true meaning of having an intimate relationship with my friends. Having a love for the people in my life. I didn't understand that. But that's one of the psychological needs that we have to build up from in terms of basic needs. Now, the second part of these psychological needs are your esteem, your prestige, your feeling of accomplishment. These are the things that kind of go hand in hand with relationships, but it's more 
of realizing that you are enough and what you're doing for the world is going to impact it in some way and realizing what that impact is, realizing what you want that impact to be. A lot of people have a hard time with this one because it's really hard to look at yourself and ask, what am I doing right now? How is this going to benefit me? Is this benefiting other people? And how is that going to influence the decisions I make in the future? That having that feeling and having that self-esteem and awareness in what you're trying to do in your life is almost as important as having that feeling of accomplishment because once you realize what you're doing completely and have full control of your emotions in that sense, then everything else kind of comes from that. And finally, we get to the top of the pyramid. And this is the biggest part of the pyramid because it takes a lot of work to get to this point. And that is self-fulfillment, self-actualization, achieving one's full potential no matter what is thrown their way, including just creativity and completely being satisfied with your life. Now, I really can't name many people that are completely satisfied. And that's sad, you know? There are people that are going to grow up and have grown old and still have so many regrets and don't have the capacity to look inside of them and really reflect on what their life has come to, what they would like to do with the rest of their lives. And sometimes I see that in teenagers that really don't have any prospect of life. And obviously I'm not trying to tell all teenagers that they have to realize what their full potential is right now and they have to completely have a spotless self-esteem and all of these feelings and everything. I'm not saying that at all. But taking those first steps are really important. And high schools, colleges, no one teaches you any of that. It's something that we get into puberty and our bodies change and we're a lot more emotional and everyone deals with it different ways, but we all feel sort of stuck between these psychological needs and this self-fulfillment. I know that when I got into high school, I wanted to get out right away. I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I am just, I don't fit in with anybody. And it sounds like such a typical teenage thing to say, to be like, oh, no one understands me. But truly, (laughs) truly, it's because no one is really going to realize what their full potential is until much later. That's why teenagers feel this sense of just emptiness a lot of the time. Even more now with technology and social media and all these things that influence our behavior in such a toxic such a toxic way. I mean, I could ramble on about 
social media for ages, but that's basically the uh, Maslow's hierarchy, and I think it's good to realize that. It's good to realize that you have basic needs, you have psychological needs, and then you have self-fulfillment. And by trying to conquer all of these things one step at a time, becoming more comfortable with yourself in your relationships and your self-esteem and finally realizing what you want to do in life, it's good to lay that out for yourself. And it doesn't have to all come true and it doesn't have to be something that is taking over your life, but in some way it should impact you in a way that will mold you into the person that you want to be. Maslow once said, It is quite true that man lives by bread alone when there is no bread. But what happens to a man's desires when there is plenty of bread and when his belly is chronically filled? At once other needs emerge, and these, rather than physiological hungers, dominate the organism. And when these in turn are satisfied, again new and still higher needs emerge, and so on. This is what we mean by saying that the basic human needs are organized into a hierarchy of relative prepotency. He's basically saying that once our needs are met at a certain level, the human body wants to go to the next step. The mind wants to get to a place where it's comfortable. But it's not going to be easy. We only get that way through focus and dedication, persistence and motivation, and learning to do the right things for us. On a more personal note here, I had to do this ACT camp uh, last weekend. And between Friday and Sunday, it was 20 hours of prep work that really kicked my butt. It was a lot. We took a full test and then we broke it up into sections and it was just a a big ordeal. Because, you know, it's the weekend and I know teenagers really don't want to be studying for a big test on the weekend, but I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to have a mediocre ACT score. That's just me. That's just what I am striving for, and I know that I am getting to the point where I have pretty good self-esteem about myself, and I have all the basic needs that I really need in life, And I think it's just something to think about. You want to fulfill your pyramid. You want to build it up. You want to find what you're passionate about. And you got to stick with it. Because the people that don't stick with it, the people that don't challenge themselves, they're going to be stuck. And I don't know a single person on this earth that wants to be stuck. So, truly, just look inside yourself and make decisions about what you want to do. And even though it might not always be easy, it might be, like, stupid, (laughs) but it's going to be fine. And you're going to come out on top and everything is going to be awesome. And you will reach that peak, the peak performance, if you will. Alright guys, well, that was a stellar conversation. I feel really good about that. 
new episodes every Thursday. Any comments, questions, concerns, critiques, all happily welcomed. Feel free to leave them wherever you'd like to leave them. And with that being said, you are not special, but you can be revolutionary if you put your mind to it. See you!